Hey everybody, welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. And I'm Vanessa Raglan. Hey V, how are you? I'm pretty good, how are you? I'm great. Oh, we just had well, a me too. great time chatting with Mr. Matt Bronger. He's a delight. Yeah, uh, I think you guys will really enjoy this episode. Very fun guy to speak with and goof around with. <laughs> and that is, is a we did. great thing to happen on a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> so a uh, tiny bit of housekeeping, then we'll get to that. This is episode 199, you guys. Whoa. We're getting super close oh to 200. Gosh. So um, super cool. <laughs> Uh, we have a great sponsor who has come back once again, Mac Weldon. Mm. Uh, Mac Weldon makes uh, primarily underwear, but also t-shirts and th- socks and socks. things, I believe. Uh, but the most comfortable underwear you'll ever own or wear. Um, for this- boys and men. No, actually, no boys allowed. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, it will certainly make you look manly when you wear them. Yeah, they look uh, good. They look good. Um, this actually literally came out of the fact that I had bought some, so uh, we're excited that... He's not were... just an actor and podcaster. He's also wearing their underwear right now. I actually am wearing their underwear and right my now. My husband is, too. Right. It's Ayo. super comfortable, super high quality. You will not want to wear anything else. They've got a lot of different cuts and styles, like bright colors. They're just cool and simple. Yep. Um, so we really recommend that you, uh, go ahead and purchase a pair or 12, um, but you can get a discount. Uh, Whoa. I know, right? If you go to MacWeldon.com, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N, MacWeldon.com, mm-hmm. uh, and you order, you order, you put in the code POPMY, P-O-P-M-Y, as in Culture, but just POPMY, you will receive 20% off your first purchase. Start treating your junk like... The family jewels. <laughs> sure. I'm always coming up with great new slogans That's, for them. This is great. Yeah. And uh, yeah, seriously, guys, it's amazing stuff. Lots of great colors and cuts and things, and uh, different styles for different things. There's if you if you're active, there's oh. a silver pair that I really don't like it when you talk about I being know. active in underwear. I'm like, I know what goes on down there, and I but it. <laughs> it's super odor absorbent and stuff. So it's it's good. Uh, it's good, guys. It's just no. Good. I mean, I would prefer that people do that when they're going to be active, but I also right. just don't want to think about it. Yeah. So please go to Mac Walden and thank you, Mac Walden, for sponsoring Pop My Culture. It really means a lot to us. Uh, in addition to the occasional straight sponsor, uh, we're primarily listener supported. They are our heart. They are everything. That's right. They are our listeners. Yep. If you go to our website, mm-hmm. com, and uh, there's a donate button there. You just have to click it and then you just give a gift. <laughs> Any amount is appreciated. We use it to go towards costs uh, associated with doing the podcast because yeah. uh, it costs us money to like host it and things online. So, And you uh, can write it off. Sure. It's tax season. I don't know if you can, though. I don't think we're well, tax deductible. Well, but. you can write anything off. That's it just right. depends on how <laughs> much people are sniffing at your tree. <laughs> so we have a couple people we need to thank. Yes. Because uh, we do give you a shout out on the podcast. Right. Should you do it. I mean, to do it in a little ways. You know, we haven't checked in with uh, tiny Catherine Hepburn in a while. I wonder how she's doing. Let me, uh, I should probably feed her. She oh, does oh gosh. Let me pull her out of here. Uh, hey, Kate. How are you? I can barely feel it. I'm uh, is there, is there a crumb? Just a crumb of a bagel or something? I, uh, well, here's a baby carrot, which looks, you look huge. Oh, that's about the size of my neck. Yep, there you go. No. 
So, uh, you know, I know that I only pretty much bring you out of the pocket in order right. to do thank yous to listeners. Who but... am I to complain? You're so kept woman. There you go. We have a couple here for you. The oh. first one is uh, Jorge. Jorge. Thank you, Jorge, for giving me a reason to get out of the pocket. It's it's nice out here, and I I do appreciate what you're doing, Jorge. If if next time you could send help, send help, Jorge, send help. I pay no attention to her, Jorge. Uh, next tell is me what to do. You can't put a microphone in my face and then tell me not to have feelings. Do you want me to send giant Spencer Tracy down there? Down where? To the pocket where you live. Yes. He'll probably crush you. He's huge. Uh, that's what a way to go. <laughs> Next is uh, Joyce. Joyce. Oh, you know, I had a pal named Joyce once. She was whip smart. Real crackerjack of a gal. Joyce, I hope you're just like the Joyce I knew. And you know what? I got a good feeling. Yeah, you gave to this podcast, and that's a lovely thing to do. So that's something my friend Joyce would have done. Thanks, Joyce. We kissed once, Joyce and I. Oh, really? We both felt something. I think that's a story for another podcast that we'll set up for you. And uh, finally, Tim. Tim. Tim, just a regular guy, I bet. But you know what? You've elevated yourself because you've made a decision to give to the arts. And that's always a good decision. You know, Luddy used to say, when you give to the arts, you give to the whole world. Oh, that's a really sweet notion for me to tuck you back into my pocket. Oh, no, please, please, yep. please, no. Just a little bit of Sorry, water. Sorry, Oh, I am a stern taskmaster. I was playing solitaire. What happened? I don't know. It, uh, it looks great there, that game you're playing. Yeah, I'm winning. <laughs> um, if you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Go to iTunes, click five stars, say five stars, and straight on till morning. This is the podcast that gets me feeling like a kangaroo in a nana patch. <laughs> Someone's going to really do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also email us. Info at popmyculturepodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you, uh, especially with episode 200 coming up. Oh, if there's yeah. anything you'd like to say, favorite memories maybe, if you have well, any. Yeah, if you have a memory or if you have something that happened to you while you were listening to a podcast, let us know and we'll uh, take a trip down Nostalgia Lane. There you go. Well, without further ado, I think we should get to our guest. Let's do it. Matt Brunner. Here we go. Uh, our guest today, well, he's a great stand-up comedian and actor. Oh. Actor. <laughs> uh, you've seen him in things like, well, Mad TV, Up All Night. Uh, he's got several specials on Netflix and Comedy Central and the internet, I'm assuming. Because wow. they tend to host things. <laughs> uh, he's also the co-founder of the Bridgetown Comedy Festival, which is a lot of fun if you're ever up in Portland. Uh, Matt Brunger is here. Hey, guys. Thanks Hi, for Matt having Brunger. me. Hello. Thanks for coming. Of course. Of course. Delight, well, sir. thank you. It's a delight to be here. And a Ding Donger podcast. Didn't even mention that. There's that. There's that. There's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So gotta, many hats. Man. Try to keep busy. Just try to keep busy. You gotta keep busy mm-hmm. out here, you yeah. know, or else you're gonna, if you lose momentum, you drown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there is that temptation to always be uh, Brad Pitt's character in uh, True Romance, but that's fun. Yeah, that But can you be can't be that all the time. That'll get you nowhere. It. No, that will get you like, nowhere. Do you think sales of honey went up? When that movie came out, because he makes some bong. Out of- I, w- I would say to an extent. Yeah, I remember seeing that and being like, "What a good idea!" Right. You know, I was much younger and smoked a lot more <laughs> weed then, but I was just like, "Wow, a honey bear pipe!" You know, right? I, I had to feel like that honey. Big, big honey was like, "Yeah, <laughs> big, big honey." honey. <laughs> yeah. Did you see Red Lobster sales are going through the roof because of Beyonce? Oh man, no, really? Yeah, they, it's something like twenty four percent increase since mm-hmm. her song came out on Saturday. 
Because if he hits it right, she'll take his ass to Red Lobster. So right. I guess a lot of women are being hit right. I guess. <laughs> Congrats to yeah. them and yeah. their fellows. You're right. Or, or you know, I'd, I'd say a lot more white people north of the Mason-Dixon line are getting back into Red, yeah. Red Lobster. Oh, they're like, know? oh, it's okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it got name-checked in a song. I really, I've always loved Beyonce. And like, let's try it. Like that, there's, yeah. a, there's an easy a million people with that mentality. Oh, yeah. Now. And they're like, let's take a selfie with the Cheddar Biscuits. Right. And then right. quote yeah. the song under it. I hope she doesn't get obsessed with this now and just revamps her whole catalog, you know, Lo- right. Lobsterlicious. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing with the, those, those like, name checks of little, you know, uh, uh, these, these not even little. I was it's like, a mager, Mr. Mager Red Lobster I rolls giant, his eyes. But it's just something, you know, uh, uh, I, should, I meant to say like a little lyric oh, in yeah. a song that just sends the sails through the roof. It's like, I wonder, even though it's, it's kind of, uh, uh, you know, um, very capitalist advantage in a way. I wonder if she just like the day before, like, look, this song's about to come out yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, I was wondering. Send too. me, give me some stock. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Like, because that's it's only right. I mean, well, not, when I saw that, I was like, just I wonder, like, did she know? I mean, like, because you have to know when you're at yeah, that level, you have yeah. to know that anything you do is going to affect things. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, what did she get free cheddar? Did she checked the mail every morning. She's right. like, where's my gift card? Right. <laughs> I just want a $100 <laughs> gift card. Cheddar Bay biscuits for life. That's right. Or, you know, you just got that line in the song, like, I got hot sauce in my bag. Like, mm-hmm. she didn't say, I have crystal hot right. sauce in my bag or right. I have Tabasco hot sauce in my bag, which would have had the same effect. Right. Nobody was paying out for that. Tapatio was like, we don't have the cash. She, really, we <laughs> can't. she can't even better than this. Yeah. If you like it, then you should have put Zales on it. Like, oh. that would have been good. Why oh. don't you do so that? Brutal, that makes me feel really yeah. sad. Or that song, yeah. Sale, could they could have just done Zales. You know that? Mm-hmm. Sales. That's what I always sing. That <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of Beyonce, though, this is a good thing to go into the first topic. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Super Bowl happened. Yes. Uh, that's, it's a game that is Played. It is a game once uh, a year. Once a year between uh, two people, uh, t- a, a squad of two <laughs> folks that oh, all have concussions. You're mixing up two people. They fight right. with their fists. They fist their That's fists. boxing. That's Wait, boxing. What? Uh, cool. It was uh, Denver Broncos and Carolina Panthers. Yes. And what a game it was. Did you guys yeah. watch it? And- I, I did. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I watched it. Yeah. yeah. But it, I, I was just surprised that Denver won. At the same time. Uh, my girlfriend and I were like, do you just think all of these are fixed? Because it's just the storyline's Peyton re- is definitely retiring. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it's just like, wow, he went out on a high note, kind of. Like, but his line was terrible. If you look at it, oh, like he God. won the Super Bowl, but technically he was like 6 for 12 yeah. for like 130 oh, yards yeah, and an no interception. He was no good. He was no good. It was just the Denver's defense that won the whole thing. Yeah. And, and – uh, uh, the combination of that and Cam Newton just wanting it all for himself in a, in a way. You Being know? built up as this so. character. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his, his big meltdown at the press conference afterwards and everything. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I, I mean, he just got up and walked out, which uh, someone's being... Murdered outside my... Out, out Don't worry front. about it's it. It's okay. It comes with the neighborhood. Yeah. Come on, this is West, this is West Hollywood <laughs> where it's rough. <laughs> you watch out. Um... <laughs> I uh, yeah, I, I it's it, I I get a kick out of stuff like that because it's just like, you know, post game interviews. Who cares? No, like no, unless terrible. two players had their helmets locked together and were yelling at each other through the helmets. Like, what were you guys saying? Okay, what do you you know? Like, uh, we all want to know. Yeah. But like, people won, people lost. We saw everything that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Literally everything, and several like, times on replay. Yeah, on, re- on replay, in replay, and like, well, uh, uh, what are your thoughts? Like, I don't. They don't really care to give them, and we don't really care to hear yeah. them. I mean, not to be like, oh, yeah, they should all walk out. But it was just like, he just, he lost, like, 
everything. And he's so young, and yeah. like he's a sports person. Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I saw. Um, I'm not a big Mimi person, uh, but I saw something someone posted about. You know, there's like this heinous water crisis of poisoned water, and nobody's yeah, really getting called out for it in mm-hmm. Flint. Uh, no, like remarks are being made, and nothing. No one cares. And Cam Newton is like a sensation for walking away from a press. Yeah. Like oh, but that's always it. And well, it's like, always of it. course, that's what sports, we want to eat up. Sports serve uh, as a as a massive distraction for, let's be honest, much more important things. And that's not sports' fault. That's not right. athletes' fault. But it does make you go, okay, the owners uh, probably you know, are very happy with that, you know, yeah. in, in, in a sense. You know what I mean? These, these major power brokers, yeah, billionaires. Yeah, because it's the part whole of thing the reality is, TV of it. I mean, the Super Bowl especially is, like, the most overblown spectacle that there is. Of course. And, like, so San Francisco was the host city this year. And we had to, you know, move our festival dates two weeks earlier to avoid the Super Bowl, even though oh. it was being played in Santa Clara, Clarita, or whatever, which is like 45 miles down the road. Sure. That town didn't get screwed over. But San Francisco sort of did in the sense that, like, there's road closures. Like, they started closing the roads on January 23rd, like two weeks before the thing, to start building Super Bowl City down by the wharf and that whole thing. Right. And, like, it really, like, that in a pro-life rally really screwed up, like, the Saturday traffic because, like, just, like, made downtown terrible. Oh, wow. And they wanted to remove... Like the uh, bus lines because it wasn't didn't photograph well like the NFL did and, and that's the only the only thing San Francisco was like no everybody here gets around <laughs> that way so we're not yeah. going to do that that's so yucky but just yeah. the fact that like even the clubs that we do shows at were like like a year ago we're like yeah we're gonna probably just hold for private parties because of all the money theoretically coming in and then I guess I don't think anybody really did anything because it's not there yeah it's far, far away <laughs> but just the fact that a one game thing 45 minutes away can affect a major metro- metropolitan city the way yeah. it did is ridiculous. That's big football for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It's completely it's like, no, it's a, I like football a, and it still pissed me it's off. It's a little disgusting when, it, when, it's, when it's affecting people's lives. I and mean, I, I, I rank it along the thing of like Google buses using uh, public transit bus stops to pick up their employees. It's just like, yeah, no. Yeah. Why? Screw you guys. Yucky. You, you guys know, are I mean, doing okay. It, well, it's, it's just, it's not only why, it's like, no, wrong. Yeah. That's wrong. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's wrong for the NFL to to affect a city like that. It's kind of like it should be the other way around. This is an American city, an American treasure of a city. It should be the one being like, no, NFL, you get this, this, and this, and that's it. Yeah, like, like not NFL the NFL saying aesthetically they don't through, like Like, we're the NFL. What are you going to do? Well, and supposedly, like, in an article I read, that, like, it costs San Francisco taxpayers like $5 million. And that's what it comes down to. It's like, why is that? Right. They have more money than God. Yeah. Why are we spending the money? And it, right. And, you know, I mean, supposedly that new stadium in Los Angeles is going to cost taxpayers nothing, but I'm so suspicious. Because yeah. like, how can that be? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Because owners never pay jack. It's like an honor to have someone's team right. in your town, and ugh, yeah, you know? it's weird. Vote Bernie Sanders, guys. There it is. <laughs> Bernie. The this is going. <laughs> no, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but the game itself was pretty dull, to be yes. honest. Because like, I know that like defense wins championships, and I agree with that sentiment. But like, the only things that happened were fuck ups. All really. Yeah. So like, the, the offenses both were like inert. They couldn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. Carolina yeah. doesn't have a great defense. Right. Usually they win in shootout fashion. Didn't. So that stuff was pretty dull. Yeah. So, we, so the game itself was like snore. Like, and, you know, things happen in the last five minutes because that's when the defenses would get more lax because they go into prevent mode, which prevents nothing. Yeah. But it, and overall, it was like the game itself boring. And then the halftime show, which, you know, is 
a big deal in a lot of ways yeah. was you know the combination of Coldplay, Beyonce, Mark Ronson, Bruno Mars. And then a lot of footage of better halftime shows from the past. It was like, because <laughs> yeah. it was Super Bowl 50. He's like, remember this? Remember Springsteen? Remember Whitney? Remember, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, and, and like, why do we have to have all three of those flavors? Yeah. Why not just Beyonce? I wondered Beyonce? that, too, because I think if we had a nationwide vote, I think all we need is Beyonce. Uh, that's amen. all we need. It was On like, most days for most things. You know, okay, right. A K- Katy Perry riding in a hunter or giant robot lion was something. That was kind of cool last year. Spectacle. Spectacle. But then Missy Elliott shows up and makes Katy Perry look like, a fool. no offense to her, but my mom. Right. Around. <laughs> like, you know, and it was yeah. not any offense to my mom or, or <laughs> Katy Perry. It was just like next to Missy Elliott and her dancers, you're going to look really corny and white. Yeah. And then we did it again. Coldplay, here's Beyonce. Coldplay, why are you here? Yeah. Why? And I, you know, it's really easy to bag on Coldplay because they're Coldplay. But you know, why? <laughs> like, why didn't Coldplay just go? Hmm. I know we're trying to get this single out, right, but, but let's just let Beyonce have. The it. way I look at it is, it's sort of like when you go to the grocery store and you buy the eight pack of little boxes of cereal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That are like, yeah. and there's I know where you're one going. Good one. There's gonna be two Apple Jacks. <laughs> no matter what you do, there's gonna be Apple Jacks. Or even, I mean. You know, all brand checks mix, oh, whatever. Right. You know, like just the thing or just, you like. Oh, oh grape nuts! Grape a little nuts. thing of grape nuts. Oh man, we don't need that. I don't know. Sometimes it's nice to eat gravel. Yeah. As long as you, you flavor it right, it's a good right. texture with some maple syrup. Sometimes, but, there you go. You know, uh, Coldplay doesn't have any maple syrup. No, now, and know. what like Chris Martin was hunched over the entire time. It was like. It was like a midway on the evolution poster. You know what I mean? Like the entire time, he was yeah. like, trying, I don't know, maybe he's trying to get down well, yeah. or something. Seem, but no, I mean, no offense to them, but it is like that's a band in concert, sure. But for a show, like to put on a show, you yeah. want something like, well, I mean, Beyonce, they are like, an amphitheater band, though. I mean, they play like big stadiums and things like that, too, because they I have mean, a pretty big sound. Them, don't you want like spectacle with dancers and a, like a superstar instead of just a song? You know, it's I, almost I, like if they, sorry, go ahead. I go both ways, though, because Half the time of these things is like they're highly choreographed, and half the time they're not singing, and you can tell it's pre-recorded. And like, I don't care about that. Yeah, that's just like putting wind-up toys in front of a, right. a you know a backdrop or something. Like, I'd rather see musicians. Like, if you're mm-hmm. booking musicians, let them be musicians. Right. But I get it. Like, it, it, this is the biggest spectacle there is on earth. This is the you know the big top and Beyonce is a Billy circus like kind She's of show. Everything. <laughs> no, I mean, Beyonce performs. Yeah. Like, there are some that will do the choreography and really still be singing and stuff. Yeah. I think it's it just comes down to, I, more to your point, to the punch. You know, like, yeah. Coldplay is, you know, the, the big spectacle, big concert. Like, I love, the, I love this band, but I wouldn't really want to see The National at a halftime show. Right. right. I wouldn't necessarily want to see Adele. Yeah. Much as I think she's great. Like, it's that thing where it's, it's just, and now Adele, and she sings hello, and you're like, ugh, you guys, why are you, you know, like, it's really those pretty, first half I beers are kicking be alone. in. I'm getting sleepy. Yeah. yeah you know, you want someone like, to come out there. And, guys, it's halftime. Here comes iron and wine. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, been, that's been my Super Bowl joke for like two years. Because <laughs> like it's just like, that's the go-to. Right. Uh, uh, slowest band. Whispery singing. Uh, but, you know, with me, you want, and she did. I yeah, mean, she did. That video, I know there's enough on the internet that we don't have to talk about it, but I haven't gotten chills from something it's in so, so long. It's so good. I've watched it so many times, but that first time my husband and I were sitting there and we were both just like, every shot is beautifully done. Yeah. It's crazy. And then like the message on top of it. And then I got chills watching the halftime show, which is all I watched of just like, 
a black woman in the middle of this arena, like with a song with a message and a bunch of fierce people. Like yeah. it's not for men, you know. It's this like such a macho kind of they, celebration they formed of masculinity. An, they had Black Panther gear that was they, somehow sexy, and they formed an arrowhead. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's not, there's nothing more hardcore than yeah, that. Yeah, it was and so cool. And all women cool. was just like, holy crap! It made me feel. How, that's what I wanted. You guys should a fight crime. <laughs> Do more. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I loved that trend. I couldn't believe the next day when everyone was like. Um, lauding Lady Gaga so much for a beautiful national anthem and being like, if only Beyonce had that kind of class. Go it was like, yourself. what are you talking about? And yeah. also, have you erased your memory of who Lady Gaga is? Like, yeah. she dressed it up and like put on a character to do the national anthem. And I'm not disrespecting her, but it's funny when they're like, this is a classy woman. She's like, it's what's well, it's just it's always be a good girl. Yeah, exactly. Always. Or a boy, yeah. whatever you are. But and a lot more a girl. And it's always yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, it's always be a good girl or boy when you're a person of color. Let's yep. be honest. Exactly. And it's and it's it just it, it's the thing like it basically stay in your place. Mm-hmm. And it's like no, f you. I earned the I earned the right and the attention to play halftime with people wanting me to play halftime. And this is who me. are you? Yeah. Don't tell me what agenda I should put out. You know, and it's and it's it's sure an agenda that I definitely agree with yeah. in my politics. You know, mm-hmm. but but it's that it's that thing of it comes back to my thing of football being a distraction. I'm not saying football should be this symbol of all these things, yeah. but at the same time, people are always like, you know, it's time to put it all aside, and it's like, what are we always putting aside? Uh, the agenda of right. non-white the men every single time, and it's, you know, yeah. uh, it's just like, look, they wore black berets. Relax. <laughs> they they said the thing about the dude, and yeah, that was a little activist. But at the yeah. same time, we are we are a nation in crisis. Sorry, yeah. we just are. Uh, but it but it is that thing of 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 course they're comparing the two. They're right. just being like, and oh, she Lady Gaga was so good. She stayed in her place. She was it's so like, classy. But she looked like a, an electric Las Vegas Gelfling. Yeah, she yeah. did her thing her own way. Like she still had yeah. like sparkly. Yep. She looked insane. She looked like a. And she I was think like she the would Hunger take King. that as a compliment. Yeah, yeah Hunger Games. She knew a, oh, exactly. She knew she was being ridiculous <laughs> at the same time. But like you know, I I I think it's as fair to criticize her look as it is to criticize Beyonce. Right. And I don't have a problem with either one. No, it was just like uh, the opportunity was, well, there's a white woman that sang this song and then saluted people. So that's a good person. Yeah, yeah. And then why did Beyonce have to muddy this whole thing up with her perspective, which right. is the only <laughs> thing that got her there at the first place. Like, mm-hmm. oh, so frustrating. Yeah. But poor Chris Martin and Coldplay who have no chance <laughs> of standing out in this thing. No. Like, we're going to wear Even flowers. Those pictures of them are so funny. Like there's pictures of everybody on stage and it looks like they're just like yeah. dorky white. They all look like the quote unquote fun substitute teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, Somebody Mr. Gravis is back. Oh, hey, wait till I tell my trick? students about this. Huh? They're going to get a we kick. We teach you about science. Pick a card. Someone tweeted that it looked like Chris Martin was basically like somebody had won like a Budweiser performing the halftime. <laughs> he just gets to like, hang out with them. Yeah, right, kind <laughs> of thing. Yeah. So. The, 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 the white guy in the nothing but a G thing video pointing at the car. <laughs> right. I always do love Why it, is though, he here? In these shows when like, you have the massive thing going on, but every once in a while, the camera will cut away to like one of the like seventeen-year-old girls who's a flower, yeah, yeah, but is really trying to work that flower uh-huh. and stand up. And the off chance of the camera cuts away, mm-hmm. which is really what like football in general is. It's like anytime anybody makes a play, they get camera separation. Like they make a tackle, they walk five yards away, and then like do something like, "Look, I did my job," hoping yeah. to get like shown on like, "Oh, yeah, oh yeah, you're on special teams. You you tackled the guy at the twenty who basically had nowhere to go, and oh, you're acting was, like you won the Super Bowl." Yeah, well, it, it, that's got to be that that 
guy's agent. Oh, for yeah. sure. Look, you get on camera. You make a show. Do a, You okay. do some dance, something. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to, you know, they're just like in their offices like, how do I get my guy noticed? Uh, yeah. Okay. Is there a way to put their faces on the side of the helmet? <laughs> okay. Just a picture. <laughs> <laughs> and the and I was at a party, so unfortunately I couldn't really hear the commercials very well. Which I think you're fine yeah. to me because usually I, I couldn't like, either like that. as much. Um, you could get the gist of them, like oh, <laughs> there's dogs in a trench coat trying to buy stuff at a supermarket. Yeah, but I, the one trend I did notice is there was a lot of uh, animal related or talking animal related spots this year. Like, yes, a lot. Everyone's trying to recapture those Budweiser frogs. I guess so. Oh my God. I think so. That was the first one that really made a splash, you guys. But yeah, it was annoying to me because there was just a lot of like, oh, there's Amy Schumer and Seth Rogen. I'm sure they're saying something sort of amusing right now. I didn't hear now. a word. No idea what it is. Yeah. No idea. Yeah, I, I know whether that, that is bring America together through shitty beer or something. <laughs> I don't know. And for you me, get it's it. like you know usually, usually the Super Bowl falls in the middle of Sketchfest for me, so it's like a dark day, and I just like watch it in my hotel. Like oh, I'm just yeah. like relaxing and just chilling out. Cool. So it's fine, you know? And then this year was like not that way, so I went to a big party, and I was like, oh, I don't like to do it this way at all. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. not... Like, and the only reason the game stayed interesting was, like, we were doing squares, which is, like, a stupid gambling thing you can do. Yeah, we did squares. Yeah, so we were doing that. So it's like, I cared about the score because, like, oh, field goal with kick? Did I just earn some money? Mm-hmm. But otherwise... Did you get any money? I, I, I did get... I won $9, oh, but I went in 36 So okay. really, I lost 27 uh, Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Classic. But yeah, I don't know. The game is just like it ends up being less about the game and more about everything else around the game because mm-hmm. the game is seldom very good. It's often yeah. a bit of a letdown. Every once in a while, yeah, it's good. Something I just can't happens. even make my brain care about it. <laughs> I I can't do it. I, I watch I got it. Nothing I watch it because there. it's an event and it yeah. and because it's like I like. Uh, the fact that we have holidays that are excuses to get people together yeah. when you see people. It's almost yeah. like I draw the same kind of diagram with <laughs> growing up going to public school or, you know, how you legally have to go to school. And I, I'm, I'm, vi- I'm, I'm almost viciously opposed to homeschooling children because how do you learn to make friends? Yeah. And yeah. honestly, hey, parents, who the fuck are you? I mean, are you 10 teachers at one yeah. time? Because, I mean, I'm speaking as a, a dumb adult. I can't teach a kid by myself. No, everything. No, teach no them chance. everything. everything. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I mean, I can tell you that kids nowadays won't learn how to work a DVR because they can tell you parents don't know how to do that. <laughs> so, yeah, right, uh, right. Well, the kids teach you kids more teach than you, you teach yeah, the kids, right. I'm sure. These exactly. Things. But it's, the point is, yeah, so you learn to make friends. And yeah. then, you know. And also uh, we, to deal with people that are not friends. Right. Yes. Confrontation. Yeah. Uh, but you... Um, we have these these events, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, you, you name it, that get people together. And I and I like those excuses. And I yeah. feel like the Super Bowl is a decent excuse to just eat a bunch of crap and have a couple beers and and cheer or not, yeah. kind of thing. I I like it that it's this yeah, this 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 fun excuse, a community experience, you know? especially. But when so I had many the of those same experience kind of as Cole out. is that I went to this this party that was great, but there's like nowhere to sit, right? And yep. it's just one TV and. Yeah, Yeah, they had like two TVs, one on a patio, one in the front room. But Mm -hmm. like there's limited couch space. And there's like a (laughs) hundred dogs at this party too. Like everybody brought their dogs and disciplined them not at all. So they were like – it was like Deadwood for dogs. Are they like barking? Uh, a little bit. Oh, that's the word. But like just, a dog barking indoors, like a loud dog. They just out of nowhere. <laughs> I think just, hey, like your your heart flutters a little. It's like you jump. Like you made a tough stuff, huh, brother? Um, they tell stuff. <laughs> I think it's anything like if someone an alarm went off suddenly, like the, ah, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like that sharp. 
like sad dog bark that's from the throat. Oh, you know what I'm yeah. talking about? I, <gasps> oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know? Well, there's a lot of that going on. And then like, even that. like the limited couch space, sometimes somebody would get up and like a dog would take it. And then nobody oh. would take it for a little while. And it was just like, really? Like no. sitting on the get ground. Down. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was just, I don't know. It's just not the way I like to do it. That's and annoying. I realized that pretty quickly this year. Well, next year. year you can be in your cave. I probably will be because I'm sure Sketchfest days will shift back a little, oh, yeah. a little bit. So there you go. Super Bowl probably happen then. And right on. Be okay. So there you go. So I met you are a fan of the realist Real Housewives. Well, the Real Housewives. Well, my, my girlfriend's been in to watch. She watches a bunch of them. And it's one of those things where we'll have all this stuff on the DVR and we have like, you know, if I'm not doing a show or whatever, we'll have maybe two, three nights that we just have like couch, couch night. Yeah. We'll just watch TV oh. together and we'll watch, uh, you know, there's all kinds of stuff. We're both like, Oh, we're both into this. But then this like in the past recent couple of weeks, I've been like, all right, let's watch one of those. And it's fun where I'm like, all right, who's, who's that? And why she hate her? And why she, you know, which that kind ones of thing. are you into? Um, Atlanta, Real Housewives yeah. of Atlanta. I think that's the best one of all the housewives. Okay, and uh, a, mm, a little bit of Beverly Hills, but Beverly Hills just is like ugh, well, Beverly Hills. It's hard because they are so savvy about what they're doing. Like Atlanta's yes. fun because the wheels are kind of off. You know what I mean? Well, like bit. it's a little crazier, mm-hmm. and the people are less like. Uh, you know, premeditated, sure, I think, and everything. Sure. Like, they're making drama, but it's a little bit less image worrying. Right. And every moment of Beverly Housewives, you feel those women, like, scrambling for their image and, like, mm-hmm. making their sound bites. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I watch them all. And, Have you and, seen Potomac yet? Uh, no, but we watch Vanderpump Rules, too. Okay. Which so you're doing is just, well. Well, it's just, it's just, just magnificent Dumbos. And it also, <laughs> and it makes me, like I used right to, in I worked backyard. for six years in a restaurant slash bar in Chicago and, so you know it's it's the most incestuous community yeah. you'll ever be in. Everyone gets drunk and people hook up. Yeah. And it's like I met my girlfriend there. We dated for a couple of years. Not the one I'm with yeah. now, but like you know, it wasn't. It was much more of a of a, a scumbaggy place than that uh, sewer. But mm-hmm. at the same time, much less scumbaggy than them. Yeah. You know, right. They're constantly, and it's Chicago. We drink all the time. They are constantly drinking. Oh, and like, I'm sure they're on so many pills day, too. Like, like watching oh, those people. Over, let's finish this bottle of wine together. Uh, Cause it's the afternoon and it's a Tuesday. <laughs> and then tonight we'll right. really we'll go hard. drink. Like yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Teresa, how do you say it? Giaducci? I think it's Giadice. Giadice, really? Uh-huh. All right. Well, she put out her prison memoir. She's free oh, now. From, right, right. Turning New the tables Jersey. from New housewife Jersey. to inmate and back. That is dropping or has dropped or is about to drop. Um, and then there's supposed to be another memoir after that. Oh, good. Like, you know, chronicling the non-prison year. Yeah. Oh, my it gosh. Oh, I, pre-prison we, year? We, yeah. are, we are just in the era of anyone does memoirs. Yeah. Anyone. I mean, I've... I've and they will be bestsellers. That's the worst yeah. news. Her book will be a bestseller. There's a bunch of ones coming out, I think, by, like, basically unknown comedians. And that's great. Yeah. If you've got, like, an interesting hook that's, like, a weird upbringing or something. And it's like, I've I've talked to, like, a couple of publishers and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't think it's... My stuff is all that interesting. I'd rather write, like, a quote-unquote real book. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe at some time in my life I will. And... I'm not slagging anyone who who does that, but I do remember uh, watching, it was like, you know, uh, not a true life, but they just followed Chris Rock around just hanging out and he was just in a, in a, in a bookstore and he pulled like ginger spices book off the, off the shelf and it was thick. (laughs) And this is back when she was like 26. It's so, and it was like my life. 
and he's holding it up. He's like, can you imagine if this was your girlfriend? And oh. I remember laughing so hard. <laughs> and it could be the same thing if this was like your boyfriend right. from this boy band. It's like, what do you have to share that's just about you? Now, it was just like uh, uh, behind the scenes uh, uh, Spice Girl stories stuff from the road. It yeah. was just that, a, like in broader scope. Great, but because then it's anecdotes. Here's but it's like, me. I'm pretty talking important. about me, like <laughs> oh, you know. I think I know some stuff. Yeah, I don't You're know right. what that's going to be. You know, they say Annie's a difficult musical. Well, for me in eighth grade, it sure was. It's true. I, you so know, that's what, what mine is, would be, right? Mm-hmm. Like, be what's going like, to be? Yeah, we had a lot of fun uh, doing the musical in uh, junior high. Chapter two. You know, right. one time I thought a Who guy liked cares? me, but I wasn't sure for a while. <laughs> yeah. Chapter three. You know, I mean, it feels like chapter people, four Slurpees and how to mix them. Right. You know, like. Yeah. I mean, I like the ones put out by like comics that are just like really embarrassing stories yeah. and, and vignettes and, and even essays, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. It's just like, okay, that holds my. But it, when it's just like, here's me. You know, it's like I you mean, better trust me that my life is super interesting. Right, you need a hook. Like yeah. Jen Kirkman had uh, her thing about never wanting a child, and yeah. it's like, okay, that's a solid hook. Right, talk about that from that perspective, not just me, 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 me. But why? Cause me. That's not enough. <laughs> Good enough answer. A lot of the times, like, I don't think people have enough life experience to make it interesting yet. A lot of right. people are, like, the early 20s or whatever. They haven't done anything no. yet. Like, there's nothing to really write. Like, yeah. these memoirs from people that are in their 50s, 60s, 70s or whatever that have lived the life, and especially in the industry, and mm-hmm. can have all these amazing set stories and stuff like that. Like, I'm, it, I totally read the shit out of those. Yeah. Or, like, if you're a comedian, like, write a, a funny essay book. Like, mm-hmm. I'll read that, you yeah. know? Like, but I'm not that interested in... <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Ileana Douglas is... Book I blame Dennis Hopper. I read that um, late last year, and I I loved it because it's all just essays about her. You know, she's that woman you recognize from all her quirky roles in all these movies, and she just described everything from like that scene where in Cape Fear, where she gets the crap beat out of her by Uh De Niro, one of the most disturbing scenes of all time. And then uh, uh, this time she had she went to. Marlon Brando's hotel room while she was dating Martin Scorsese and Whoa. they had this massive lunch like a lunch you wouldn't be- where you just kept ordering bottles of wine and all this food and they ate and ate and ate until they were just like laying around and they talked for like four hours and then he's like time for dinner and they did it again oh, and then wow. Marlon left and they took a picture of the room it just looks like a bomb of oh, food and drinks my god and it's Jesus. like I want to hear about that. Yeah, that's yeah. you know, that's a good that. story. That's, that sounds delightful. Yeah, no, it's it's really funny, and it's really and it's you know, her her, her dad basically became a hit, like what he he saw Easy Rider when she was a kid and was like, "That's us now," and <laughs> right. just sold all their crap and became hippies, and it was Whoa. like. Kind of a terrible thing to do to your family, right? You know, uh, damn. But I mean, it, but it was basically lost in America. But then she, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then she just started like living this actor's life. So crazy. How Case in that? point, that's yeah. that's like the, that's the kind of thing. I think. That's like good anecdotes with a point of view. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, that I'd be into. Yeah, I read that. Yeah. Um, well, this is a total change of pace. Okay. Great. Fuller House, you guys. Oh yeah, it's nearly here. Yeah, I don't. Did you watch on the Netflix. trailer? No, I I grew up not. Watching Full House and uh, it, it's yeah, just, religious reasons. What's that? <laughs> too, violent, too violent. No, for I think it, I think I was just I was at that age where I was like I was I thought I was too cool for it. You, you know? probably you like definitely were. People watched it, so it it just passed me by. Yeah, it's nothing I'm slagging on. If you liked it, uh, uh, funny you know who loves Full House. 
Brent Weinbach. Oh, I'm not surprised you know? whatsoever. That adds and he was, up to I remember me. talking to him, and he's just, just like, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. It's, oh, I've watched a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> because he was on, he was on uh, uh, the pilot, the second version of the pilot I did with Kyle Kinane for Comedy Central uh, about four years ago. And we wanted, for the head of the office Kyle and I, our characters worked at, the closed captioning office, we wanted our number one pick of all the people auditioned was um, the gal from Full House, the the How Rude. What's oh her name? yeah, Jody Sweden. Jody Sweden. She she crushed it every time we brought her in. She's really funny. She knocked right? it out of the park. She's awesome. And Comedy Central was just like, I don't see why people would care about this. I'm just like, have you never heard of Jason Bateman? People love that. Yeah. They love when they yep. take their their favorite people from childhood and they're other adults. Yeah. And they're still great. Let's use them. You know. And it just. I mean, the whole thing fell through anyway, so it didn't yeah. matter. But yeah, Jody's great. She's done the f- podcast a few times. Yeah. She's super funny, oh, cool. quick, yeah. and awesome. Yeah, I love her. And Brent, so I, don't, I don't doubt that whatsoever because when I first t- actually was at Bridgetown a few years ago, uh-huh. I talked to him. I was like, "Hey, you want to come on the podcast?" He's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "I really want to talk about the High School Musical movies. <laughs> I really love them." I was yeah. like, "I'm not kidding. I love them." That's and I was like, "I'm not surprised, Brent." <laughs> right on. No, no, no. That's great. I love them. <laughs> After my own heart. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, Brent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Hard sell. You don't need to do it. You're I love, on. I, You're I, love, on. I love that. The, the, the thing that, that kind of bugs me these days is people acting like liking uh, – I should say people, but I feel like people around my age or like 10 years younger or whatever – in that thing of being like, I mean, the thing is, I like Taylor Swift. I think I think she's great. And it's like, great. Yeah. But that's they're not you're not that different. doesn't make you cool. It's that not, makes exactly. you right. And it's, like it's us. Fine. <laughs> I like some Taylor Swift, yeah. but after a while I'm just like, oh my God, enough. Yeah. Enough. Well, you because know? everyone's acting like it's ironic or a guilty pleasure, yes. but it's like it's hugely massively popular. Hugely massively popular. Just admit you yeah. like it. It's fine. Yeah. Doesn't make you anything. What was <laughs> I like the Hunger Games, you guys? I'm Andrew. just gonna go out and then the limb and say I like the Hunger Games. And, yeah, Andrew, goddamn it, blonde haired guy, uh, comic from Portland, very skinny. Goddamn it, he had the best tweet that was uh, that was. Uh, I'm such a nerd. I'm a huge fan of Star Wars, the most successful film franchise of all time. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yes. It's so good. That's funny. Tashin, I think it's in Tashin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's along kind of those lines. It's just like, uh, it's not, but I, yeah. you know, I, but I, it's, I love that Brent, who if you saw him, you'd just be like, Oh my God, it's, he's so avant-garde and weird. And he is, but he really likes so many of these Americana ish massive with an earnest. Oh yeah. 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 And it's, and I, I just, long as it's, I'm glad we're past that period of, I, I like things ironically. ironically. Yeah, I listen to it to laugh at it. It's like why? That's not nice. Right? It, it's just in stu- yeah. It's kind of and also are you kind of lying to yourself? Because yeah, oh, totally. I don't think that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, Full House is one of those things that like it's. Not, I, I wouldn't say that I ironically like it, but I recognize that it's not very good. Yeah. It never. I was, just like it. But in I terms just enjoyed of it. Yeah, like when I, it was came out at a time yeah. when I was a teenager or whatever. Yes, like whatever. But so the trailer comes out for the new one. They premiered on Ellen, I think. The yep. three ladies went on. And uh, I don't know what I was expecting it to be. It's not like I thought all of a sudden it's going to be laugh trackless, single camera, office comedy or something. Uh-huh. So it very much feels like the old show. In yeah, terms but of not in a it. good way because, I mean, it's hard to say because it wasn't ever a good show. But I'm a little younger. So I watched it when I was about the same age as Jody Sweden, hmm. like on the show. So it was sure. like, you know, it all added up to me. Um, but then watching it now, it's like they didn't really, that trailer at least makes it seem like they didn't. Um, grow up at all in terms of like 
how TV has changed. You know, like I think you yeah. can keep the tone of the show and the heart of the show without it being so like over the top. But, but you know, know what? It feels it feels kind of Disney Channel to me. It does. Like, no, it uh, totally does. Which is well, like that's the age group that we liked it. So at. I guess yeah. it's and less for us and more right, for yeah. the next generation. I was hoping it was going to be for the people who have grown up and loved mm-hmm. it, and so now it was like kind of grown up with us. But it seems like no, it's just the same show for a new generation. And that show ga- begat all those Disney shows. Like you watch yeah. those Disney shows, yeah. they're all just like that. The yeah. tonally, the jokes, everything. Sassy like, kid, smart kid, yeah. dorky kid. I did a uh, uh, the well. Your listeners will know this. It's my 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 biggest thing I've ever done is uh, the Halloween episode of iCarly. Oh yeah. I'm sorry, we hadn't uh, brought it up yet. The elephants out of the. What was it? 2007. <laughs> I forget. No, no, but that's that's my. Do you know who I am? <laughs> Halloween episode. But I remember it was like I think that might have been my first speaking role on a TV show, and I did the table read. And it was like all kids, and then uh, the Costanza's mom on Seinfeld. I'm sorry, I didn't remember her name, but she's great. But then the writers, and every joke, of course, is corny as hell. Yeah. But when they'd say when they'd say a joke, everybody <laughs> like uproarious hard laughter, <laughs> where it's just like, why don't you just yell, "Please don't fire me!" <laughs> like, like it's oh. like, do it, and it, I mean. That's me being cynical. I'm sure it was also making the kids feel right. good about their performances, you know? Right. No, but, but there, that makes me so uncomfortable even to think jerk about. jerk that I was, I'm sitting there just like, uh, yeah. This, really? That, I mean. It's hitting you a, that hard? chuckle, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the laugh track will take care of it, you yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the tone's definitely very different in all of those things. And, mm-hmm. like, you will watch, like, a flip through the channels. You'll, you'll, you'll end up on a Disney Channel thing for, like, two minutes. You're like, oh, wow. Like, this is. Yeah. Such a different, yeah, just speed. Very broad, yeah, uh, very, very obvious jokes. But I mean, kids like them, and I, adults I like could not be bigger idiots. Oh, like, always like the biggest idiot oh, characters you could ever. I played imagine. a failed clown that had to move back in with his mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were the exception. Yeah, yeah I was a genius. Cut above the rest. Who so. doesn't want to move home with mom? She's a great lady. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys seen the uh, American Crime Story yet? People versus OJ. No, I have a DVR, but I haven't watched it yet. I just watched the first one last night. There yeah. Two in. Was it good? It's good. It's okay. like, from what I understand, there's like a hundred something speaking roles in the first episode. Oh, <laughs> so right. from a like a casting standpoint, it was like you know Titanic. Wow. But it's good. Like it's so star studded for an FX show. Mm. Like it's ridiculously star studded. What's the tone of that show like? Is it campy at all? No, not really. I mean, it it is like Ryan Murphy. You know, yeah. it's like that whole thing. So I mean, that's kind of why I'm wondering, like, it's, what the... It's not yet. Movie. It's very cinematically shot. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like a movie in okay. a lot of ways. Uh, the performances are good. They're not quite caricatures, but there's definitely that, like, 90s vibe to the dress. And, right, you right, know, right. The performance in the makeup and stuff is a little distracting. Not in a bad way, but, like, just enough because they're mm-hmm. trying to approximate them like those people. But uh-huh. it's interesting. It's like... You know, TV used to be like where you went when you were ashamed of your career. You know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah, we're f- so full circle now. Yeah. yeah. Now it's like, oh fuck, movies. Like TV's where you know the good the stuff interesting is. Interesting thing is, yeah. yeah, do these limited series and and, and and movies are dying not just because of of TV, but because of I think you know the greed of 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 movie studios. How mm-hmm. they they don't give theaters any money. Theaters make all their money off of popcorn, popcorn which is why yeah. popcorn costs you know. 20 bucks a mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's 
and so then out that the only movies they make are superhero blockbusters or franchises. You know, franchises, yeah. yeah. Um, I know. Looking at what's considered an independent movie now, yeah, uh, it's like the most famous people and the most famous director. You know what I mean? Like all the people yeah, that well, are so and, established and are the, now the pods. The production companies are still owned. They're subsidiaries yeah. of the of the big studios. So it's just like we're making an independent movie. You're not. No, it's that's, that's the definition not true. Of, yeah. of not independent, <laughs> right? You know? uh, but Fox yeah, I mean, Searchlight, right? It, it's funny. Uh, Josh Brolin was on. Uh, Another podcast. I won't say which one. Oh, thank um, you. but uh, he mentioned how uh, they were making they were like making fun of of James Spader a little bit, and he was laughing because mm-hmm. he goes way back with him. And he was saying how he remembers when they were they were on some movie together when they were both teenagers, and he got an uh, Brolin got an uh, offer to do this series, and he said to Spader, like, "Should I do it?" And Spader's like, "No, TV is." Death, <laughs> and something like that, and it's like, and how that guy make his comeback? Yeah, the blacklist. Yeah, right. You know, it's just, it's now. I mean, I lo- I love that the stigma's kind of gone, and well, it is gone. Mm-hmm. You do TV, who who, get, who cares? No, yeah. Um, there's there's uh, two but, people I can think of that sort of started the trend, and that's Glenn Close by doing Damages, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then Kiefer Sutherland by doing Twenty Four, yeah. Like those are two like big movie stars mm-hmm. that came. Well, and to then networks. with um, what's it called, True Detective? I felt like that was a big like we're making but a I movie of was, a show. That was even like, yeah, that's well post. Past. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it was just. I mean, it comes down to cable. Cable making these really intelligent good shows. good shows that were better than any movies that were out. And you're like, oh, and so people started doing that. And so I love that, but I also hate it because what that did was you had movie stars and uh, you know movie actors, oh, let me deign to do these TV shows. And that shoves down the people who got offered those roles. Yep. And then that shoves down me. No, I know for auditions. pilot season, yeah. so it's, it's like, like you get two months of no or, auditions because yeah. everything's offers it's all, to everything, famous people. Everything's oh, yeah. offers. And, <laughs> you know, and it's always been like that. I mean, I've been like this close to stuff. And I mean, I, I had a thing that was, that was mine. And then David Schwimmer was like, I'm interested. And I lost it. Oh. And look, I get it. Like if I were that one of those producers, I would have been like, I'm gonna hire Schwimmer over who? Right. How do you even say this guy's last yeah. name? I get it. But like it, it's it's made it harder for us. But at the same time, that's why you diversify. That's why you write your own stuff. Yep. That's why you make yeah. stuff online. That's, mm-hmm. It's just that's like the, the, the flip is that happens. But now there's like eighty seven thousand networks and yes, so and many, the there's internet. so many I places. Mean, yeah, and yeah. Like all you can content. do things yourself. Yes. You can actually like yeah, you can create shit. Yeah. I mean, granted, the budgets are nothing in these places, and sure. so to actually make money sure. on it. But at least like. Yes, like there's most, opportunity. There's the movie stars are now taking away most of the network jobs or the big right. prestige stuff. But thank God, there's all these other things. You know, mm-hmm. pretty soon you're gonna be like, you know, a Golf Channel original film. You right. know what I mean? Like that <laughs> stuff's yeah. gonna start happening. Yeah, and it sort of already is happening. So it's it's a great that. time if you always just if your whole thing was just to work. Yeah, it's a terrible time if your whole thing was to be the next Brad Pitt or Leonardo because yeah. that's never going to happen again. Or like Jennifer Not Aniston really. who's like born on a TV show becomes right. a sensation. Yeah. Like she wouldn't get that role. But I mean even people that are like you look at them and they're iconic. Yeah. There was that oh my god a movie right. star is here and, and you know not even like you could see Tom Hanks on the street and be like wow I love you. You wouldn't be like, holy shit! Why are cops not yeah. surrounding him to protect right. him yeah. from us? You know, <laughs> it's that it's 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 it, that's never. That's, I just well, don't that's think it's like, going to happen. That's like Lady Gaga. It's, it's like the musicians right. that kind of transferred. It's over funny. Yeah, to, Beyonce is yeah. that. Beyonce yeah. is that. That's, Lady Gaga is that. That's what it is. It's mm-hmm. like the the egot people now, the world that are going to like yeah. take over all media. Mm-hmm. Like those are the ones that are that. Yeah. Know? 
And I think a lot of that has to do with the, the rock and roll persona thing of mm-hmm. like these bigger than life things that they can't be real. Oh, they're real. They're here. I must touch. Yeah. It. Cause they're right. personas instead of like now with all the social media and all the coverage, like nobody feels that important because everybody's mm-hmm. self important. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, I was, I was at the gym this morning and, I'm, and there's like someone comes on TV. That's that, that, that dude that has like 43 million followers on Twitter and it's all just him commenting on video games as they're played. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's, you know, and that, but it's one of those things where he, that's, that's his thing. He made yeah. himself this, this almost his own genre. I'm sure there are a thousand people right. listening going, no, there's so many people that are better than him. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's the Beatles of that, but I prefer the Rolling Stones of that. <laughs> um, but it, it, you know, I think it's, if you're happy, just kind of, having that and not being falling the biggest trap you can fall into in this business is oh the grass is greener over there i should be over there yeah i want that i want that and just not being happy with what, what you have doing. in that moment you know and it, it, it's there there's like some some of these like vine kids get interviewed and they're just like i just want to be the biggest thing in the world what is that to you i don't know it's like well because it doesn't exist man right? and it won't but you have you know Two million people that watch you, no matter what you put out, that's something. Yep. I would you try know. to enjoy that. Enjoy <laughs> it, just to, you know, enjoy it, and and don't get caught up and go into all the all the parties and trying to get seen because you're just gonna thin it out. Yeah, you yeah. know. You just <laughs> so I'm I'm a big Top Chef fan. I've Huge. watched it forever, Me too. and I happened to be watching the Beefsteak uh, uh, episode, yeah. and I was like, hey, look, there's a uh, Matt Brugger. There he's, was. He's, oh, uh, my gosh. He's yep. got up on camera, mm-hmm. along with, like, Ron Funches and yep. Kyle Hanks and Ben Blocker, so I know, there, too. And, amazing. Yeah, all these people that, like, didn't even say anything, but mm. if you glance, yeah. like... Look, I knew that I wasn't... They, they did a little thing where I was, like, they, when they put the hors d'oeuvres out, like, I ate something and said something, some jokes or whatever, but I knew it wasn't going to make it to the final cut, I'm sure. But, like, Ron was a, a guy that was, like, at the table, uh, uh... Colin Hanks. Colin Hanks said a couple things. Yeah. But like the stuff at the table was kind of kept to a minimum, which I thought was great. I liked that they, they focused on the chefs and what they were doing. But that beefsteak thing was weird because we didn't get everything. We got those so-so sausages a couple right. times. And then we were watching – my girlfriend and I went together. We are watching the, the show and we are like, we never got that. We never oh. got that. And there was a table, I remember, because I was sitting across from uh, – I believe her name is Samantha, Colin Hanks' wife. Mm-hmm. And – you know, we were we were talking, and there was that plate of sausages, and this, like, we some people started hovering around our table and being like, "Oh, we're just waiting for more food," and we're like, "Wait at your own table. <laughs> we haven't gotten everything." And they were like, "Oh, well, can we have that?" No, and I recognized this guy, and I was in the middle of me going, "Hey, didn't we?" Like, she was like, "Get out of here!" <gasps> and this guy comes over and just takes our tr- like takes a bunch of sausages and runs back to his table, and his table's like, "Woo!" And we were like. Angry and people were yelling at that table. Like it, and it. I, I kind of blame the producers. Yeah, it's just like, oh, they. No, no, no. Don't send food out. Let's see what happens. Don't send food out. Don't because that's reality TV. Oh my god! I used to be a PA for a production company that did uh, reality TV, and I just. That's why I never did Last Comic Standing. Because I knew you sign that thing, they can make you look like anything they want to yeah. make you yeah. look like. And give you whatever edit they want. Take something out of context, whatever. Um, so I, I just don't trust. Uh, reality TV in general. That is my, without a doubt, the heavyweight champion, my favorite reality show of all time. But it was that thing. I was just like, man, I'm hungry. Stop it. 
Stop. Yeah, don't mess with me right now. Yeah, and you're like sitting at the dream. Like that's the yes. dream of any fan of Top Chef is yeah. to get to be there. Yeah. Oh, that would. Kill well, that me. episode yeah. too. Like I felt like they didn't God. explain beefsteak to the contestants very well. No, like not at all. Because like you nope. get to the judges' table and they're like, "Why do you want this meat?" Like when the sausage came, they're like, "Finally, like a plate of meat." But every like they were mad. Like there's no there's no room for like greens yeah. uh, at the beefsteak, and the contestants are like, uh, "Okay, like I thought we right. want us to make good food." Like I don't. Yeah, it was such an obvious uh, 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 bait and switch. Yeah, in a way, totally. Like, mm-hmm. Which kind of like. Like just being a viewer, I was like, "Well, no, like they fucked them over." Like, yeah. it's, it's one thing. And it was obvious. Yeah, like we couldn't even see how they do it on other episodes, but this one is like, "Guys, you didn't lie to me. Explain Please. the challenge I'm to, to them correctly." It a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're getting lazy. Yeah, like I get them like throwing curveballs, like stop what you're doing. Now you're gonna work on somebody else's dish, switch or something like that. That's right. fucking with somebody from like, "Hey, we're fucking with you." Uh-huh. Versus this, where it's just like, "Oh, we just didn't explain the challenge to you right." Yeah, and now we're gonna judge you on it. Be like, "Why didn't you do this right?" Even though we didn't tell you how to do it, yeah, like yeah, yeah. that to me was just like, well, fucking let them do it again. Yeah. This episode's sort of worthless. Well, in and a you kind of wish that one chef would just be like, you didn't tell us that, right? You know, and he probably did. <laughs> yeah, they he probably cut he it didn't out. put it in the edit. You're right. They're not going to make them right. look bad. Yeah, cut. Don't say that. Okay, let's go. Yeah, um, it's Padma is lovely. I mean, I don't yeah, know she's real pretty. Her, but, oh, she's gosh. real pretty. I do. Padma always. I, I laugh whenever I see her though because. This is a person who is famous because she's poised and hot. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Uh, and she likes to eat good food. Who the F and, doesn't? But, but also Everybody, she can look good while eating. I mean, she's granted, like the uh, granted, fantasy. Granted. But it's yeah. it's that thing of, oh, you're the model in the show. No, I'm much more than that. I have a cookbook. No, you're not. No, you're not. Honey. You have a cookbook <laughs> of other people's recipes. <laughs> who couldn't do that? I could do that. You know what I mean? And I'm not famous. You wouldn't want that book, but like any famous person could do right. that. Have Tom Selleck's favorite barbecue rubs. Anything. <laughs> and he'd put a picture of Padma on the front but too. It's, it's that it's that thing. And granted, she knows what she's talking about in terms of food and stuff. But I wonder if there's ever that chef on there who's just when she's like, I could have used some more acid. He's just like, Yeah. Do you know what that you means? Could? <laughs> Why are you here? I don't want to be in the show anymore. I gotta go. I'm done. I'm done. I'm tired of this person. You know, they just. Like and they, you never see that person again. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah, and then there's the people that are like are just a good TV, like Philip, who like is annoying as fuck. Yeah, but that's the edit they're giving him. Of course, I don't know if he's that annoying normally, but he's the good television chef right. this year. You know, like mm-hmm. there's always somebody that manages to squeak by in these challenges. Oh, and that's when that's when I'm like, mm, the fix is in. Yeah, that's yep. when I'm like the one uh, you watch it. In that episode, you're like, they're definitely going. I can't stand that person. They're screwing up so bad. They didn't go. Right. They're in the Every bottom, time. too. Yeah. But the other Every guy time. just didn't salt Wait, his food the enough. the person I liked better is gone? Yeah. Right. Yeah, they are you because know, they were boring. They're not going to let that person yeah. win because they want to sell cookbooks. They want to have their restaurants launch or whatever. Yeah. And they know they can't build it around it. But they're going to let that the villain yeah. go as far as Marcel possibly can. Marcel here made me bonkers. I went, to, I went to school with a guy named Jay Frank who was on the second, I think, second season of The Real World. And he was just the one that hung around the house and didn't really do anything and shot pool. And, you know, they were stuck with him. He was like a, a high school musical theater kid and was, and was great. But he just – he full on was like, I just don't like this. I don't like sitting here with a camera on my face doing anything. I'm an actor. What is this? And he didn't 
to my knowledge, say that on camera, maybe right. they cut it. But that's, if they could have cut him, they would have cut him. He would right? have gone off you the know? island. <laughs> I mean, maybe he was the first one on the what's kind of shows. Like, can we just have a thing where they're voted off? Right. They didn't Rid find out guy. yet if people are like mentally unstable. Mm-hmm. He's like a little too normal for reality. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's just have a sniper on the show. Oh you know? yeah. Oh, we're going. We're going there. Right. <laughs> we're going there. Oh, no. I played a college and just. After like a joke, I was like, guys know the Hunger Games is going to happen, right? And they started laughing. And I'm like, no, no, that shouldn't be funny. You guys are going. And you know, <laughs> I was like, it just, I just had, I had that thought and shared it. And I probably shouldn't have. And they still laughed. You know, they got it. But it's just like, um. That's the kind of you know, like arenas that, we're that building. Death Race 2000 thing. Right. Have you ever see the movie Series 7? It was a little indie film in the 90s that's basically like premeditated everything that's sort of like Hunger Games and kind of stuff too but it's Uh like Series 7 The Competitors it's a reality show where people are kind of drawn at random and then they go against each other trying to kill each other okay um, for like there's a cash prize at the end where Will Arnett narrates it okay Um, it's pretty cool it's very subversive very ahead of its time I've heard of it yeah it's worth checking out check that out it's pretty fucked up but it's cool yeah it's not like Battle Royale fucked up, but right. it's Ugh. still pretty Oof. messed. Like, it's a That's a lot. In, no. interesting beautiful indie. Asian children should not kill beautiful no, Asian children. I agree. I right. agree Ugly more. white kids. Let's yeah. be... No. <laughs> well, that brings up your show, White Flight. White Flight. Nice. Uh, you've imagined a dystopian future, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not super dystopian. No, it's just kind of uh, the, 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 the resting of all integration away from all of us. In yeah. A way. I mean, it's yeah the year 2042 when white people are no longer the majority. The moment it happens, uh, Dan, who's the head of the Dan Corporation, which basically owns America at that point. He's like CEO Zuckerberg America. meets Walmart. Yeah. yeah, he's the CEO and leader of America. He's like a, a down-homey cowboy type that all most white people in America just love and trust. Um, he, under the We Just Think It'd Be Better If Act, <laughs> teleports all white people into Canada, absorbing it as the new United States, and leaves an emissary every 25 miles. I was like, we're not leaving you behind. There's an emissary you can talk to if you have any questions. And so my guy Gary wakes up to find his girlfriend gone, his parents gone, and he's the only white guy in Los Angeles. And I spent about a year just talking to non-white comics about yeah. the idea and going, how would you – uh, deal with, relate to, treat Gary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got some really funny scenarios. A lot of the comics I developed it with are on the show. It's uh, such a great cast. Thanks. Yeah. And you guys can watch it on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. It's, it's on Comedy Central Digital. Com, so like, yeah. I think it's cc.com. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slash, and, and White Flight. And um, yeah, and I ended up, I was like, I, I can't write this by myself as a white person. Right. That makes that be terrible. I feel like one of the one of the all all white writing team on Good Times. <laughs> right. Is that still mind blowing? Yeah, all the writers are white. Insane. Up. None of them were like, uh, should we bring in somebody? At least, no, I got a good feeling. At I know. Least JJ, like someone from the cast. Yeah. Uh, and so I got Kevin Avery who's an old uh, old friend of mine uh, who writes on last week tonight. Oh, Ryan, yeah. Love um, Kevin. You know Kevin, mm-hmm. obviously, um, as a San Francisco guy. And then we, we wrote it, and uh, I, we got this great director named Nisha Ganatra. I also did not want a white person to direct it. And mm-hmm. that, would, that was a real uphill climb to get really? somebody yeah, that was willing to take you know web series money, mm. even from Viacom. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't... It, wasn't, it was a lot by web series mm-hmm. costs, but... It wasn't anything like right. any by TV costs or right. much less yeah. movies. But Nisha came in and she brought her whole crew and made it amazing and, and brought and brought a lot of the 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 um, the, the stunt casting hmm. we had. 
Yeah. It looks so good. I mean, Thanks. I, I binged it. It's easy to binge. Good. Um, yes. But it's such a, like, really clear concept. Really different from anything else that mm. Comedy Central is doing. And um, just such a weird world. And you've, like, peppered it with all the most amazing comics. I love Ricky Carmona and Sam Jay. Like, all these people that you've got yeah. showing up. It's just, like, such a delight to mm-hmm. watch. And you you managed to be lovable in this role. Yeah, well, he's... You know, it's it's a lot of it is based on traditional sitcom tropes. My guy is this clueless dude. Yep. That is you know you're you're you know I hate the term man boy, but really yeah. you know. And uh, his neighbor Lyle is uh, his white neighbor Lyle's white wife is gone, and now Lyle is useless. Not because his wife was white, because <laughs> his wife was his wife. Yeah, you know. I mean, most guys I know in long time relationships depend on their spouse or you know partner yeah. so much that it gets ridiculous. And to the point where Lyle doesn't realize she's gone until like the third episode. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, she's somewhere running around. Uh, but it's it's so it, it has those those sitcom tropes, but it's a it's a larger thing. Yeah, and it really was just. Two reasons, like we made it, like it's the most ridiculous idea I could think of, and just like why not go for or a hail mary, make something crazy high <laughs> mm-hmm. concept yeah. for a, such a small thing. But also, you know, I feel like we don't talk about race as much as we should in in this country, just in in a real uh, um, what are we all going through perspective. To the point where we have these explosions of arguments, and we have um, you know these these terrible misunderstandings. And things. So it's like, hey, if this gets people talking a little, great. Yeah. Oh, and Sarah Burns is adorable. Yeah. Your girlfriend. She's so great. She's just, amazing. She's such a pro. She just comes in and just knocks it out. Yeah. And it's just like, all right. She's so good at being... Uh, the most like lovable bitch in the world. Oh yeah, you know, because oh, you're yeah. like, how could she? She's not a bad guy. Oh, she's kind no, of. Oh, but I so, love her. And it know? was such a that was a thing of of for people that haven't seen the show. My character, everybody, it, there's almost there's like everyone has these little windows in their house that are like just like having an iPad. Yeah, it's just like, FaceTime it, basically. FaceTime all the time, and and uh, it'll just pop up, and someone will start talking to you. And so I'm having this FaceTime with Sarah, who's now in Canada, who's in the new United States, and she's loving it. She's like, we all saw this coming. Like, we did? Like, he didn't know his yeah. girlfriend was such a separatist. Right. You know, was such a, such a borderline racist. And it was like, wait. So he's not only abandoned by her, and of course she dumps him, but, whoops, spoiler alert. But it's, you know, there's also that thing where you really, you learn who this person is that yeah. you live with. And if you watch the show... <laughs> Uh, my character such a dope. Every <laughs> character in the house of both of them, she looks so sad and bummed. Yeah. And I'm like, yay. <laughs> you know, like, we, like every, and I think I still have those pictures. We took them on my phone of just Sarah, like, like looking away, sunglasses on. And you were so out of it. You're like, we're doing great. No clue. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's do first. Okay, great. Uh, we do this every podcast, a different first from life. You want to do the first one or the second one? Um, I didn't I'll ask you. The across the country. Okay, let's do that one. Yeah. Uh, since uh, on your podcast, Ding Donger, the conceit is sort of that you're, uh, you are hitchhiking uh-huh. with folks. Uh, this inspired this. What was the first time you can remember driving across the country, if you ever had? Oh, um, uh, with my parents when I was a little kid. My, yeah. my parents oh, uh, met teaching at Deerfield High in Illinois. And I was born in Evanston, which is nearby, just north of Chicago. And when I turned two years old, a measure passed in uh, uh, Illinois and a lot of other states that was like, if we gut the schools, you'll get a tax break, folks. And, of course, people Mm -hmm. voted for that. So they were young teachers, so they got laid off. So we drove to Santa Barbara 
which is where California, you could still get a good job as a teacher when you were younger. And then lo and behold, it passed there. And so then they drove north to Portland where I grew up. It's like Um, grapes of wrath for the literary set. (laughs) Not necessarily as devastating, but it sounded bad. I mean, Santa Barbara. A flatbed truck really stacks of books (laughs) tied together. I mean, scantron sheets. My, my, uh, I coined the phrase, uh, are we having fun yet? Oh, congrats. That's big. That was a little kid. Nice. Because they called it a vacation. And it was hot. And we'd be like, you know, car would be breaking down. Oh I'd be gosh. like, is this our vacation? Mom's oh. like, yeah, honey. I'd be like, are we having fun? <laughs> like, I literally asking, like, tell me. Uh, but I, we, were, we were, we were like living in motel sixes and, um, uh, my grandmother's house was always immaculately clean, immaculate. And we were going in the bathroom and seeing this toilet with like, you know, the, the sanitizing strip on it. Like it just got cleaned and it's this shitty hotel. Mm-hmm. And it's like, grandma would love it in here. Oh. <laughs> and no, she would not. That you is know? the sweetest thing <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Just keep but that, thinking that, about grandma. Yeah. But that was, that, you know, when you're a kid, you don't, you, you, you just don't care. No. Not really. And your context is so different. I don't have any bad so memories different. of that trip. Yeah. I remember it being amazing. Yeah. You know? Except I remember I had a Star Trek action figure and I was throwing it. I was so bored. And, I, and we're just driving along the highway in the desert. And it went and went out oh. the window. And I was like, we got to go back. And my parents, though I was like crying, were like, looks like he beamed up. And they're just laughing. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, well, it happens. Time to go back to the old Enterprise. <laughs> Good parenting. But no, it's, it's That's great. so amazing. It's great. Turn the car away for an, an action figure. Yeah, I don't like think so, buddy. Yeah. You're throwing it around. He's not dead. He's just went to Rilo's 4. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all. That's he had a it. mission. Yeah. Um, as long as he doesn't have a red shirt on, he's going to be yeah, fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be fine out there. Yeah. Red shirt. He's mm, just got to dive behind a rock in the desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, how would you, Vanessa, what was yours? We took a lot of like long car trips as a family, but never the full-on cross-country experience. So my first cross-country drive was right after I got married. John and I took a U-Haul, dragging my Saturn cross-country with my Pomeranian. <laughs> and it was so hot. It was like, we tried to do it really quickly, which... Now we both regret, like, you know, because we're older and we have more like, oh, that would have been a nice trip to make count. Sure. But at the time, it's like, let's just get this done. So we did it in like five days or something. Um, and my dog had horrible fleas. The sweet old, like, 15-year-old Pomeranian, we realized, like, day two was, like, covered in fleas. Oh, God. And so most Jeez. of my, like, memories from this oh. trip are, like, in motel bathrooms just giving baths and trying to like snap fleas with my thumbs. Oh man! Wow. Well, did you um, use like like flea shampoo? Well, I mean, he'd been like he'd had his stuff like his drops, so we couldn't give him more medicine. Oh yeah, it was just something had happened. I think probably the first place we stayed, somehow he got new fleas on him. But it was uh, just like wow. stopped at that flea market. We stopped, yeah, oh, <laughs> probably. You <my> <laughs> grandpa. Uh, but it was a it was like a. <laughs> borderline fun trip i have good it's the kind of like good memories of like it was yeah. a fun time of life and i loved that dog but it was like mostly just like another disgusting hotel bathroom to try to drown some fleas in and then when we got to los angeles we got like we got a ticket for like 300 dollars for uh we somehow were trying to get out of a lane right when it turned double on like the highway yeah um but that was like a new concept of like oh you can't go 
we can't merge to the other side. I don't remember, but it was yeah. like we We're had just missed white. the little cut. Yeah, the yeah. little solid white. We just missed the cutoff, and we got a three hundred dollar ticket. And it was like ninety nine degrees. Our first oh. day in Los Angeles in a U haul with a dog. We're just like, oh, welcome home. Oh, yeah, brutal. welcome to L A. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot more days like this. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Uh, I took did one cross country trip when I was fourteen. My parents driving from Davis, California, back to Michigan because that's where we we're originally from. So driving like up through like. Like Nevada, Montana, like up that way, uh, and then back by going down. So like going through like the Bible Belt and Oklahoma to the Grand Canyon, back up that kind of thing. So it took like three and a half weeks. Oh which wow! Would normally be like whatever, but this is like in August, and I'm like 14. Boy. And so it's like the last thing you want to do is spend a 30 year summer vacation in a minivan oh, yeah. with your family. You need to be masturbating. <laughs> And I That's had, like, I a girlfriend at the time, boys. too, so it's like, you know, oh, Aww. I'll see you later. Your but, poor parents thought they were doing such a special thing. Well, yeah, they, of course, were like, you'll look back fondly on this. And, like, I did, oh, we did I see a lot years. of stuff. Like, we went to Yellowstone. We went to, like, I remember we went to a movie theater in, like, Iowa and saw City Slickers because I had just come out, and that movie was yeah. great, yeah. you know? And, like, we went to the Field of Dreams. Like, cool. got dirt, like, a vial of dirt from the Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. So I have that somewhere. And, nice. And we went to a lot of ballparks and stuff, too. So we saw a game, like, the Metrodome and, like, in, in St. Louis, trip. which was, like, the hottest I had ever felt in my life because the middle of summer in St. Louis is awful. And even if it was nighttime, like, at seventh inning, we are like, we can't do this anymore. We're, like, just <laughs> dripping sweat. So oh, we, like, left God. that. Yeah. Oh, that sounds brutal. It just was Midwestern humidity. Yeah. Oh, God. It was, it was rough, but you know, in Grand Canyon and things like that too. So there was a lot of things seen and interesting yeah. stuff. And of course, yeah, we did that too. I mean, we did Grand Canyon and right. Yeah. Mm. Of course, I spent a lot of time. Like I had bought this little thing that was like this little TV VCR thing, like it had like eight millimeter tapes or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I just recorded a bunch of movies. So I was like sitting in the ah. back of the thing, like watching Goodfellas, watching like things for the first time, like on this tiny little TV VCR thing. Wow. Meanwhile, the country's like going by. <laughs> I'm like, like, you know, going to watch well, these. You're ahead of your time. That's what all yeah. kids do now. You yeah. know. Yeah. Like you could it's be on some road trip and passing a herd of buffalo somehow. Kid would be just like Facebook, I'm shooting buffalo right now. Snapchat, on my thing. Snapchat. Yeah, like mm. we went to Wall Drug. I don't know if you guys know about Wall Drug, but it's this thing in South Dakota. Oh, I think told me where it's that. like 300 miles in every direction. Every mile, there's a sign saying visit historic Wall Drug. You can't miss Wall Drug. Right, you right. will go to Wall Drug. If you don't go to Wall Drug, you'd be like, why the fuck didn't I go to Wall Drug? Uh-huh. Okay. Like, but I was in a, at a nap for most of it. So when I woke up, we were like maybe. I was 10, in a nap. I was like ten miles away from Wall Drug. It's so like seven, eight miles. I was like, what is Wall Drug? And my parents were like, are you kidding me? Because <laughs> I missed the whole thing. Funny. But of course, you stop off, and it's just basically like this Cracker Barrel kind of, of course, like whatever. Yeah, yeah. But with like a Disneyland sized parking lot that is pretty much full because you can't not stop. You have to. You have like if you're seeing a sign for 300. Plus, there's not a lot, and you got to pee and eat. It's it's in South Dakota, I believe so. Okay, I'm sure I've been then. Um, You'd love it if you haven't. Pretty incredible, you guys. Nice. My mom does listen to this podcast, Mom. I do remember this trip. I Uh, remember things from it. I want to say good. Hello, Cole's mom. There you go. Planning that trip. I'm really dreading when Oliver's older and doesn't think I'm cool. Well, speaking of, let's do my question things. It's a build a movie. I'm really depressed now. I know, okay, be, I'll get it back. Sad. Build a movies are fun. Okay. Build a movie. So we're going to build a movie together. We can add as much cast, directors, plot as Great. we want. There's no budgetary or time constraints. You can put Humphrey Bogart in it with Miley Cyrus. Whatever you want to wow. do. Okay. A- anything can happen in this. Uh, we're anything going to build the best road happen. trip comedy we can think of to like oh, okay. deal with this stuff. I feel like it's kind of been a lost art lately, um, but there used to be a lot of road trip comedies. Yes, yes, you're right. So let's, uh, let's build one. 
Tess, okay. you want to kick it off? Well, it's a mother-daughter road trip. Okay. Um, and the mother's played by Susan Sarandon. Okay. And I'll stop there. Pass. That's good. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause on the family. We have uh-huh. to fill the family out. Yep. I'm going to add some secondary characters. Sure. Uh, there, is, uh, there is a road trip of older gay men. I'm going to go Jonathan Winters, Richard Pryor. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to go... Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, shoot, shoot, shoot. Robin Williams is too much. Uh, I, need, I, need a, I need a good... Uh, uh, Elliot Gould. Ooh. And, um, oh, I think you should throw Charles Grodin in there. And, and Charles Grodin. <laughs> he seems perfect. This is a bus full. No, there, there's, there's two couples. Right. Okay. That are in a car. And uh, one... You know, we can just choose one. One has has slept with the other um, oh. recently, oh, but they're no. two longtime couples, and no one knows besides those, those two. two. And so that's the crux of their. Where their are they angst. on their way to? Um, let's 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 have everyone going to the same place. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Yeah, that's the thread that puts yeah. this whole thing together. There's like separate stories, right? Right. But they all culminate at one thing. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I would, I would pitch, I would pitch like the wall drug anniversary. Maybe they all met. Oh. Uh, the old, the adults all met uh, working at that wall drug, and now they've gone on to mostly successful lives away. And it's kind of like they're going to have, they're going to go camp. They're going to go have they're a camping go camp near wall drug. To they're going to go to wall drug, then hit Mount Rushmore, right? Go on a camping expedition. Yeah, maybe the Black Hills. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, Deadwood. They'll go to Deadwood. Nice. You know, there's going to be some 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 cowboy hijinks, especially when the when the guys that are paid to be cowboys. Um, uh, let's say either I was going to say they're all homophobic, but they all turn out to be gay. Oh, that's good. You yeah, know? and they're, and they're all, young and they're, they're young, beautiful. They're they don't yeah. have any interest in going to Hollywood, and it's just kind of like <laughs> these these couples are just like. This is this is a, a waste, and they keep yeah. telling them like one of There's them. More. Jonathan Winter's character owns all the bars along Santa Monica in in We. And he owns one of those reality shows too. Oh god! It's like, oh, he's you know? losing his he's, mind. Yeah, he's like, you got. Yes, his his uh, his boyfriend is his production partner. <laughs> yeah. say. they're just like, no, you have to. Urban you have cowboys. to let us do a show, and they're like, we like the simplicity, man. We like being out here pretending to be cowboys. Yeah. Uh, okay, great. One of the cowboys in town is played by Gene Wilder, so we can reunite. It's he's the Wilder. He's the king slash queen. Right. Oh, yeah. He runs it. He's like in Magic Mike. He's what Mm -hmm. Matthew McConaughey is. Yeah. Love it. Oh, this is good. So he's there. The daughter and the mother-daughter combo. I think we need need somebody there. Uh, It's going to be Anna Faris. Oh, that's fun. Seems like. Yeah, she's great. Seems Um, like something she would do. Uh Yeah, for sure. And they're taking this trip to try to work on their relationship. They haven't spoken in years. Yes, okay. And this was a childhood trip that the mother and it's the last good memory they had. And so now Anna Faris is fresh off of a divorce. Her mom has been divorced. Her mom left her family when Anna was like five, mm-hmm. and so now they're trying to get it back together with this reunion. And the mom is pulling out all these like nostalgic stops, and for most of the ride, Anna's not having it because she felt so abandoned. Mm-hmm. The, another subset is uh, uh, three dudes who are having midlife crisis who buy Harleys. Oh, so they're all. They decided to do this sort of wild hogs ish. They decided yeah. to all do this thing together. And and Whoopi Goldberg is with them too. Yeah, okay, and Whoopi. So yeah. all right, she's she works. They all they all work at an office, and like she decides to go with them. Yeah, yeah. She is recently divorced, and she's one of the boys. Yeah, she, she always hangs out. She plays she, poker, all yeah, the things. She, she has she has this this terrible husband, um, and she finally got the strength to divorce him. And it's just like I want to do this. I want I want to. 
I want a great second act of my life. And so she, yeah. She goes, goes along. And she's actually, she turns out to be the most natural at the hog life. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it is. And well, so yeah, the, she, the guys. She, she, she did like a, uh, an intensive for like three months learning about motorcycles. <laughs> yeah. She can fix them. And, you know. and they're all kind of shocked by this at first. They're like thinking she might be dead weight. Yeah. But it turns out they're a bunch of buffoons. Yeah. And she's got, she's got, she's riding like a 500, like a giant hog. <laughs> <laughs> like a thing that's really hard to control. Nice. But she's good at it, you know. <laughs> and the guys are all played by West Wing actors. So it's Bradley Whitford. Bla- I was going to put Bradley as one of the guys. There I like him for this. <laughs> Bradley Whitford, Richard Schiff. Yes. And Josh Molina. Oh, yeah. Wow, this is that, Those guys on motorcycles is uh-huh. the best thing in the movie. Yeah, that's great. That's so that's, great. That's, that's, that's that subplot. And they just are going to be at that place. They're going to end up there as a pit stop, basically. That's not their total destination. I think they're going to... It's a, it's a, it's a wall drug reunion kind oh, of thing. okay. Big celebration. They're all like, let's go. They all have these reasons they yeah. wanted to get out of wherever they live. Right. Whatever their town is they're from. Um, and it's like a hundred years of wall drug or something. Yeah. So like, and not only are they going, but just tons of people who have ever had experienced wall drug. So maybe one of those motorcycle guys had worked there as a teen and he's bringing the other, the crew along. I think, I think I was going to pitch. They've all, they all work there. Whoa. Different eras. They all, or do they all know each other? At least somebody in each group has. Yeah. Okay. And then is dragging the rest yeah, of the group. Yeah, you know, it's better if they all didn't. Maybe yeah. uh, most of them did, but they're bringing people along. They're bringing along, along like, and then know, right? we got a little yeah, out of how, water how stuff. How kitschy. Yeah. You know, right. and, and yeah, they're going to get into some, some real trouble with, because you've got, you've got uh, you know, bikers running guns and meth. Of course. Real bikers. Yeah, that the real ones. mess with these guys, the motorcycles. It could be right. a showdown between Whoopi and oh my gosh. King, King Hog of, yeah. of you know the Mongols or whatever. Oh, who's he going to be played by? That's a great character. Oh, the monster. Um, uh, my, I would pitch uh, Batista. Um, oh. Dave Batista, yeah. Yeah, Dave Batista. I see that. Um, <laughs> you know, I would go The Rock, but he's too pretty. No, and he's too. I, he's he's enough right mm-hmm. now. Batista's got like a henchman slash comedic relief, and that's Louis Guzman. Oh, that's he's great! Always palling around with oh, him, <laughs> covered in tattoos. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got so many tattoos; it's ridiculous. Like they they somehow mess with his eyesight. You know, he has like, <laughs> tattoos on his eyeballs or something, <laughs> where it just looks like he's covered in flies. Yeah, like oh, it just grows because he's older, and you're like, oh. And it doesn't help that some of the ones on and, his face like, are any, flies. You're like, hey guys, we should get some more tattoos. No man, stop. More There's tats. no more skin. There's no more skin. <laughs> yeah. So okay, obviously this. There's a sign is... his face on all the tattoo parlors. Like, <laughs> Do not. Like a younger tattooist, like why not? Like there's nowhere to find, man. <laughs> he tries to stretch his skin. He's We've like, I think some... there's some areas there. If I like, just stretch it out in the crevices, like, like you know where we can tattoo. When I'm not, we're not going there. Don't say it. Don't. And it's like the inside of my penis. Like no. <laughs> yeah. Of course, this thing is co-financed by the South Dakota Tourism Board. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, we get a lot like, of beauty they got it. Yeah, so they're on it. And uh, who directs this thing? Is we need a good? Oh. No, we need a good. We need a, a really good comedy director. Yeah. I. I mean, look. If he wants to go back to. Uh, um. Animal House days. If he wants to get John back, Landis, back, you know, if yeah. he'd be interested, I mean, Why not? That'd, that'd be my pick. I, I think mean, Landis would be great. When you get and, and that's a great comeback for him too. A, 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 for Animal House, if you watch that History Channel documentary where he just put them all, like, in different hotels and they would interact and form their own little cliques. You That's know, amazing. thing like that, like, organically. Yeah. Um, 
and let them party or whatever. And then, I mean, this would be the most like fun experience for all these actors because they would just be camping in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, like in these random little hotels, it would be like summer camp for grownups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So Landis will direct it and it's going to be called because the studio is going to mount and make sure it's whitewashed enough. It's sure. going to be called waking up at wall drug. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's specific, but not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, and then Susan Sarandon's going to hook up with one of oh maybe Josh Molina or Guzman. Yeah, that's tough. I think Either I think Guzman on a motorcycle. She has a total rebirth. Uh, Anna Ferris refalls in love with her because she realizes that's where she gets her wild spirit from too, yeah. and that's what she's been most afraid of is that she is her mom. But maybe that's not so bad after all. Yeah, and I think the explosion when they the 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 two couples find out. Oh that, yeah, uh, that's going to happen in the biker bar. And they're going to be, be screaming at each other and all I gave to you and all. And it was, we slipped. I'm sorry. We were together and I was mad at you. And I felt like you didn't find me attractive anymore. And that's not true. And oh, and they never, cue the so music the and the cowboys but, are dancing on the then, bar. The, 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 but it's not in Western Town. It's in the biker bar. I think if they're in oh, I just want town, those cowboys to I think it's, the bikers just talk about how many times they've gotten hammered and accidentally fucked each other. Oh, and are just, that's Excuse me, amazing. Cole's mom. Um, <laughs> and, are, and, are, you know, but, but they, and they go, and it, you know, it didn't mean nothing. I mean, it, you know, maybe I hurt my old lady at the mm-hmm. time. And there's this drunk chick at the bar going, whatever. It was you know, bad. But I, I did the same she thing. She means the world to me. Yeah. You know, it's that thing of just yeah. like, what really counts? Oh. There's a moment of stupid passion and a mistake count or does it a lifetime? Does a lifetime of, you know, yeah. and then they, then they, then they slow dance while the bikers slow dance with their old ladies, you know, and or a few guy bikers a few slow guy, dance together right. that are yes. like finally owning it after they look around and they exactly. see all the celebration of love. They're like, mm-hmm. Hank, let's make it official. Yeah. And they're dancing. Yeah. Uh, stand by your man. Even oh, if you're a man. That's great. Yeah. yeah. That's really, after all, he's just a man. And there also has to be a scene where like, uh, at Mount Rushmore, that apes North by Northwest, where like maybe oh. maybe one of them's upset. Someone's and got he climbs, yeah. he climbs up there, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, and they go and get him. Yeah, for sure. This mm-hmm. is a good movie. This is great. Great. Yes, we made a great film. Yeah, I can't wait is. to see it. Really good film. I would, I would watch it. Heartbeat. Yeah. Shit out of this. Yeah, that'll be the the, sub, the tagline of the poster. <laughs> see the shit out see of it. Shit out of it. Uh, Vanessa, your questions. Have you ever met an Olsen twin? Never. Okay. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. She has who to is your favorite TV or movie hologram? Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hologram. Um, I would, let's just say Marlon Brando and Superhero. Or Superman. Superhero, oh. the movie. The Superhero. <laughs> You've seen Superhero. Every movie. It's at the movie it's the theater. the safest choice. <laughs> uh, no, it, Marlon Brando and Superman, probably. I, just, I can't think of any others. That's a good um, choice. Okay. Um, okay, if you could give Beyonce a superpower, other than her, the one she already possesses of, you know, talent and charisma, mm-hmm. what would it be and how shall she use it? You know, I don't want to be, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, what's the term? I don't want to be as as impudent as to think I should give her certain powers. Mm-hmm. But one, I think, is a thing she could maybe be, uh, that would help her is if she could speak any language fluently Ooh. in the world. Because I know she had a problem with that French song. Didn't sound like it to me, right. but French people were like, what yeah. the hell are you singing? It's a very difficult language. But I, I mean, I give her And then she for, could spread her message trying. everywhere more easily. Yeah. She could sing in any language. Yeah. Exactly. That's a great superpower for anyone to have. No, I've, Ability I to speak every language. Yeah. I've never thought of that as a thing 
that I could wish for. Well, now I do. There you go. Um, okay. You've angered a wizard, and he's giving you the choice between oh a digit swap, where you have toes for fingers oh. and fingers for toes, or toes, feet are as, as usual, but you only have three fingers on each hand, one of which is a thumb. So oh, you either have... I'm going to do three fingers on each hand. Yeah? Yeah. I've, I've known a lot of people with... You know what you call deformed hands from yeah. birth, and they get around fine. Well, I mean, but toes, man, toes toe fingers, no toe fingers would be weird. And okay. just having to have that conversation every time, and like eating with your feet and stuff, because yeah. your hands oh. on your feet are totally functional. Though I remember one of the, my oldest dumb bits was just, I just was, I think I was stoned, and I said, "Imagine how bad it'd be if, if you just saw a dog with human feet." Like, it just didn't take care of them, and they're all gnarly and long nails and just licking them. Like, how gross that would be. So, like, yeah, feet for hands would be the worst. Yeah, Yeah, three fingers on each. Okay, fine. Totally. Um, And if you could perform a song with any musician or band from any time period, who do you choose and what do you do? Um, Just off the top of my head, I've been doing, I did a couple shows of, uh, with ba- with baked, yeah, the gang. So I'd probably go Thin Lizzy because mm-hmm. that's about right in my vocal range. <laughs> just let Phil. You're being very practical. Let Phil just sit it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure there'd be. You give me like a week to like just iron it down and iron it down. And go, all right. What is what is the one band I'd love to? You know, I I can't where that I wouldn't come off uh, like annoying or stupid. You know, I'd be like, Sly and the Family Stone. No. Like, nope. Get off the stage. Oh, you're so practical Mighty. in your approach. You know. You take the fantasy out of it and you get right down to no, it. I don't want to look stupid. I do love Thin Lizzy. You know? yeah. This is great. What's your favorite Thin Lizzy song? Um, they 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 kind of rotate. Like, lately I've been into uh, Emerald, but I really got into like, gambling on the Super Bowl, uh, Cold Sweat. I think that's like the best gambling song. Oh. Like, got my money in, my su- in a suitcase. You know, it's just about. Is that what you perform? Mm-hmm. No, I did. I did. Uh, I did Jailbreak okay. with the band because it's just. I didn't want to. It's a lot of their songs. Like I love the rocker because it's so over the top and it's just dumb. Uh, but it's just after like two verses, it's just him playing his guitar for a year. Like the song is so long. Yeah, yeah he does do that He's a lot. emphasizing that he's a rocker. I think my favorite is Whiskey in the Jar. Whiskey in the Jar is so good. And that's got like a long intro mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and stuff too before it really gets rocking, but yeah, yeah. It's so good. Oh, yeah. Turned an Irish folk song into the biggest metal song right. you know, of like that, that era, that year. You know, it was, that's why it's rad. Yeah, they're great. Mm-hmm. Um, you did it. You made it all the way through, man. Hooray! Wow. Um, this, is a good, this is a good start to my day. There you oh, go. Oh, good. There you go. Yeah. So people can, there's, there's, well, there's mattbronger.com. Right. That's a good hub. Sure. For, for all your, your s- clickables. For all your Matt Bronger needs. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, uh, Ding Donger is on Nerdist. Yes. Where we are also mm-hmm. uh, residing. Right currently. Our summer home is in mm-hmm. Nerdist. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. And then uh, you have like several specials and stuff too. Um, Big Dog Animal. That's the one That's out the now one on Netflix. For, right. Mm-hmm. So check that out too. Yeah. Uh, and you are on the Twitter. I am on the Twitter. Yeah. And uh, you can see me on this season of Agent Carter. Oh, so, so cool. Tune into that. Nice, yeah. which, of course, is the character Samuel L. Jackson played Coach Carter. Uh, <laughs> he's now become an agent. Who is a British woman. Right. It is the role of it his is, career. He's so good. Yeah, he's he plays so Haley Atwell. He's a chameleon. Peggy Carter. Right. He, God, yeah. He's oh so, my so good. He's such a He's so different in every role. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I tell you. Uh, so good. Uh, so on Twitter, you are at Bronger. At Bronger. Right? Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Ragland. The podcast is at PMC Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for being here, Matt. Thank, Thank you. Thank you.
Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening.